Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 52. This episode is a special episode. I got some great guests for you. Um, I think it'll probably be a little less than an hour, the way things worked out. Um, normally, I go quite quite a bit longer than that. Um, so I'm trying to get that under control now. As you know, we have some really good contributors to the Patriot Review. We have uh, Ronald Boyd, who's our uh, historian, uh, Captain Robert Firth, who uh, is our blog writer and also has several books that are available for sale on the website. And we have Renee Grace, who is an RN and does our health segment. Now I'm looking for a couple other uh, folks. One in particular would be someone that can help market the Patriot Review and uh, help out with some of the organizational things that need to be done. So if you're interested in that, uh, go ahead and email me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. This position, uh, as all of this is all voluntary, I don't, uh, right now I'm just starting up as far as merchandise and that sort of thing, and I'm not really making much at all, if anything. So if you could buy some merch or uh, make a donation, that'd be greatly appreciated. On today's show, we are going to be honoring uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, very special guest, Elvita King, will be on later in the show. Um, she was at the Trump rally last night, and she uh, I, inter I actually interviewed her uh, earlier in the week, so we're going to show that, as I said, later in the show. One thing I wanted to show you, though, was the rally last night. Now, President Trump, who uh, has all along been defending the, or even talking up, the vaccine now, separated himself a little bit and he's starting to come back towards where he needs to be, which is uh, to admit that the vaccine really has done nothing for people. So we'll see if that happens. But one thing he said is that the far left has moved completely away from socialism to fascism. And, you know, they like to, uh, they like to say that Biden received millions more votes than Barack Obama did. Uh, which everybody knows who, I mean, if you can compare the, uh, the during the campaign where Biden was practically non-existent and when he did show up, uh, there were 12 circles and people sat around in those chairs and that was about it. That was this whole group where Trump had thousands and thousands of people. And it's interesting that a past president, uh, so-called past president, he really is the current president, as you know, but um, interesting to see how many people turn out for him. So I wanted to show this video that I found online in an article. Uh, huge police turned thousands of people away from the Trump rally last night in Arizona. And this video kind of gives you a little bit of an idea. I'm just going to go ahead and play it right on the site so you can check it out. Hey, everybody, Professor Toto, one more time. We have been turned away from this event. We've waited for hours in these lines and we've been turned away because there's no more room. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we have been turned away. We've waited for hours to get here and we got right there to the turning point. And when we did, they said they're full. This is one of the largest event centers in Arizona and it is full. And look at the cars still waiting on that lane of traffic and then look at the ones over there guys 
Donald Trump's on his way back. Get used to the idea. Oh, there you have it. Um, Trump mentioned that himself last night several times, uh, but we never really get, did get a good view of the crowd, or at least I haven't seen it. But I tell you what, things have been so crazy lately, so many headlines, so much happening, um, that it's really hard to pick and choose what to focus on. Uh, I'd like to just give a shout out to my friend, Dwayne, who is actually... Uh, went to high school with and I'm glad he's he's found me again and he is uh, watching the show so it's good to have you with us Dwayne and one of the things that Dwayne had mentioned was that we're doing a lot of COVID stuff now we will focus more on the current uh, the current administration and stuff uh, I will put the show together specifically a comparison show in the near future uh, we're covering COVID, though, because the headlines are changing every day. And there's still so many people who really aren't uh, that well informed about what's really going on. So, and you know, the media is complicit in, in making sure that no one gets informed. So just a few headlines I wanted to go through. The education, uh, education secretary uh, requesting a domestic terrorism letter from school. The school, a school boards group, all these headlines, I'm just going to go through real briefly. And if you want to check them out, all the links will be in the show notes when the show notes are finalized and everything is uploaded to all the social media sites, platforms that I'm on. So you can check them out further. This one, China unveils an AI news anchor that's almost indistinguishable from a real human. And here you have the comparison of the AI guy on the left and the uh, human looking, uh, human looking AI robot just blows your mind. I mean, we're literally there and there are advocacy groups, believe it or not, that want to make the, uh, robots a protected class and require that they actually be hired into certain positions. Uh, no, I'm not making that up. Um, also, Ray Epps in the news, uh, more focus on him because of the hearings. Obviously, you know, the uh, the FBI would not comment on Ray Epps or what his role was, but here's a guy who uh, is on video uh, truly inciting violence and inciting uh, people to go into the Capitol on January 6th, and somehow he's free while people who were innocently outside of the Capitol are being treated worse than we treated terrorists at Gitmo that the left completely lost their minds about. So uh, once again, the, the hypocrisy is laid bare for all to see. Those who have actually uh, eyes that are honest. And my shirt here says, I believe my eyes, not the media lies. You can get this shirt on my shop. Go to redbloodedpatriots.com. But here's a perfect example of this. And common sense would tell you that there's a lot more to this story than what's being told. Uh, also, in the in, at the same time, this show is of course uh, about Martin Luther King and dedicated to Martin Luther King and uh, uh, Elvita and her father, A.D. King. Um, I wanted to show this article, though, and I will read a little bit about this. Two years ago, a senator then, Kamala Harris, along with Senator Cory Booker and six other Democrat Senate members, 
attacked the Justice Department for monitoring black supremacists. The politicians signed a letter falsely claiming that black identity extremist was a fabricated term based on a faulty assessment of a small number of isolated incidents. They argued that monitoring black racist was in itself racist. So she, you know, said this while running for president. Um, you know, she's also, let's be real, she's a, the privileged daughter of a wealthy foreign um, students falsely claimed that she faced segregation in Berkeley, California. She said, that little girl was me. And we all remember that, I think. You know, and this kind of stuff uh, leads to leads to things like uh, uh, Jackson Sparks being killed, an eight-year-old boy being killed when the black supremacist and racist terrorist whom Kamala Harris has protected decided to drive his vehicle into uh, a crowd in a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. So that article goes into some detail about that. And again, all these links will be on my website, uh, in the show notes and on my website. I wanted to talk about this in particular. This is, you know, people ask all the time, uh, what is the evidence and why would people actually be so evil in uh, when it comes to COVID and, and stuff? So the answer to that comes from uh, several sources. And I just picked a piece of video that uh, Mamaram, Mamaram is uh, providing on Rumble. You can see that. Sorry, I butchered the name. Uh, but I wanted to show this video in particular. Um, so take a look. Finders and truth seekers, this is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. So the current situation is this. If you have COVID and you end up in the hospital, you're put on a rigid protocol and there's high mortality rate in the hospital and your family is kept in the dark as to what's happening. So what's going on here? Number one, the CARES Act is providing bonus payments to hospitals whenever you have a diagnosis of COVID. And then number two, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services is waiving patient rights. This is a deadly combination. So here's what happens. You get a payment because you offer a free COVID test in the emergency room. You get a boost payment if you have a diagnosis of COVID. Number three, you get another bonus payment if you are admitted with COVID. Number four, you get another bonus payment if you're put on remdesivir. Number five, another bonus payment if you're put on a mechanical ventilator. Number six, another 20% bonus if the diagnosis on your death certificate says COVID, even though you may not have died from COVID. And then number seven, there's bonus payments to coroners. Do you understand the gravity of what's happening right now? The Biden administration is literally paying hospitals to kill you. That's what's happening. This is terrible. We need to stop that. These are real human lives we're talking about. They're priceless. It's estimated at about $100,000 per patient is what the hospital's getting. Think about that. That's tragic, but true. So 
I have this link for you too. It'll be in the notes, Evidence of Massive Fraud in the Handling of COVID-19. This um, particular article and website have uh, a lot of information. There's so much information out there to, to digest, which proves what is going on, um, fighting the, the media and hospitals like uh, the hospital in Minnesota, Mercy Hospital, who lost their battle to murder a white man this week. That was featured on Stu Peter's show this past week. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend going in there from about Wednesday. Wednesday, he uh, talked to, to the wife of this gentleman. And um, uh, thankfully, due to the efforts of some of uh, us and because of the efforts of uh, Attorney Renz, who has been a warrior in this type of stuff, um, that gentleman's life uh, was spared and uh, he was uh, told to be transferred or told the hospital to transfer him right away. So anyway, excuse me, the, uh, the massive fraud and handling of COVID, highly recommend you checking that out. Also, ivermectin, um, you know, this article talks about ivermectin and the truth about ivermectin, that it basically uh, heals COVID. And it's not just a treatment for COVID, but it actually heals. It's not a, a prophylactic uh, as much it is, but it's it's uh, it's so effective that you know people are basically saying, hey, this is this is a miracle drug, and so why aren't people in our government, in our media, and in the hospitals using this? Well, in fact, they are destroying shipments of ivermectin. They're working with the Postal Service. The evidence shows to eliminate uh, ivermectin from receiving from people receiving that, that ivermectin that they ordered, and um, they're destroying it. And a lot of it was just shown in that video. A lot of this is motivated by money. Uh, depends on who, you, who you're talking about, money or uh, politics, political power. Uh, yes, there is that evil in the world. Yes, it's true. Um, people, too, uh, I think, are still too willing to believe that this, this type of evil doesn't exist in our world. So and here's the real answer. Here's the real answer as to how all this got started now. The documents from the military that came out this week that said that they refused the gain-of-function testing to fund the gain-of-function testing at the Wuhan lab and uh, where that funding actually came from. It came from this man right here, who I, I have stated many times is, uh, is worse than Dr. Mengele. And uh, ironically, uh, he is making the news more and more. As you know, he was grilled. Uh, he is being exposed and hopefully soon will be punished as he should be and tried for crimes against humanity. <clears throat> At this time, um, you know, the Australians have now admitted that they have more people in the hospital that are actually vaccinated than unvaccinated, yet they still terrorize their citizens and uh you know, maybe they should start putting people on house arrest who actually got vaccinated because they seem to be more of a risk, don't they? At the same time, you have China sealing residents in so they can't get out of their homes. And there's this article talks about people who basically don't have enough food to live. Uh, so the craziness is all over the world. And um, uh, it's just, it's sad to see. So all these links will be in the show notes so check those out. Um, we are going to have Elvita King a little later, as I said. And 
the first one I'm going to do is I'm going to take a commercial break and I'll come back with an interview with Mr. Jim Stroud, who has been on the show and has also been part of some documentary efforts and stuff. So it's a pleasure to have him back. We'll be right back with him. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. I'd like to welcome back to the show Mr. Jim Stroud of jimstroud.com. Jim has an an excellent, absolutely excellent blog and show that you can go check out. Jim, welcome back. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Now, uh, we've worked together on a couple projects. One, uh, a documentary, which really turned out a lot longer than I intended, but uh, there's just packed full of information, and I look forward to to working on you with pro- uh, working with you on projects in the future as well. But today's topic is, you know, the 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 race uh, or racist uh, environment that we find ourselves in today. Sure. And uh, I just did a show on uh, medical tyranny, and one of the things I talked about in there, but did not show, was a video. I think it was Project Veritas. It had a video of uh, uh, a white gentleman being told straight out that uh, he wasn't wasn't eligible for treatment. And you have some information on that that I'd like to like you to bring up and we talk about. Sure, sure. That particular video was a reference, but in the Wall Street Journal, in the opinion section, uh, the article is called New York's Race-Based Preferential COVID Treatments. And in a nutshell, it basically said that uh, New York State uh, recently published guidelines uh, for dispensing monoclonal antibodies and oral uh, antivirals like Paglovid to people suffering from mild to moderate symptoms of COVID-19. So if you have COVID-19 in New York and you're suffering, uh, they will have some medicine for you. It's in short supply, so they have to prioritize it. Now, normally when you prioritize medicine, you're looking at um, uh, things like, is someone suffering from, uh, I don't know, cancer or some other uh, comorbidity? And that's usually the criteria. Uh, Just like if someone walks into um, an emergency room and somebody has 
uh, a broken arm and someone else has a heart attack, you're going to go through one to heart attack because they, their life is in more dire straits. Well, the criteria they're using in New York for giving this COVID medicine, in addition to uh, uh, comor uh, comorbidities, um, they also are looking at your race, saying that if you are a person of color, then you chances are you have more health conditions. So we're going to just prioritize you over people who are not people of color, who are just white, basically. So basically, if you're if you're white with COVID and you walk in at the same time as somebody who's black with COVID, even though you may be in a worse state, uh, they're going to give preference to the black person because of equity. So, uh, so what you're which, saying is, yeah. they're, they're, they're almost, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a racist, uh, very it's much a, so. It's a, it's a racist tool to kill white people, basically. Very much so. And very much so. So evidently, if you can, if you're white, you, you can afford more economically. So therefore, you don't deserve the treatment. Or, you know, that, that argument just is complete craziness to me. Very much so. Very I mean, much so. I thought, I thought that the oaths that these people took was based on. Now, I can understand it. You know, if you have a, a black gentleman and a white gentleman in, they both come in with COVID, and the black gentleman has the com comorbidity issues, the immuno uh, issues that you were, you were uh, referring to, then by all means, that person should be treated. But what happened to treating everybody based on what they present with? It is um, beyond beyond nuts. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, it's evil. It, it, I mean, it I, I think be, I think it's just evil. It if can you, only be if thought you switch of out, If you switch out the word uh, black for white, uh, then one side of the political aisle will be outraged, right. and there will be marches and and stuff torn up in 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 protest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if it's the other way around, then it seems to be okay which is really crazy. It, I don't really see a difference when it comes to racism, right? At one right. point you had, you know, the colored only water fountains and uh, black people couldn't go to certain restaurants or they'd sit in the back of the bus, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. To do it today, uh, do our same version today, but instead of black people as white people, is still wrong. The color doesn't matter, you know? And you know, if someone is against racism, it, the issue should not be that because it's happening to white people is okay. The issue should be it's wrong no matter who's afflicting. Right. In my is, opinion. Is the is the right question to ask though, is it really about race or is it about the fact that whites hold the wrong political belief and they literally want to kill us off? That there are <laughs> more more whites out there that, you know, we're we're the we're the people that the FBI is now targeting, right? If you're a concerned parent and Especially right. if you're a white concerned parent, you know, the FBI has you as a domestic terrorist. And, you know, so I, I asked that question in all seriousness. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I've, there is a theory that has been around for a decade at least called the Great Replacement Theory, which basically means that they're uh, bringing in a new group of people to replace voters. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the state of the or the non-state of the southern border, we have so many yeah. people coming in um, and then they are flown to different parts of the country strategically, I think, mm -hmm. uh, to affect the voter base. And then you have examples like in New York where uh, people who are 
non-citizens can vote in local elections, it seems like things are just being lined up uh, to where you can, if you think you are in trouble, if your party is in trouble electorally, then you fly in some non-citizens, allow them to vote, and you stay in power perpetually. Yeah, that seems to be exactly what all this is about, along with the new legislation or the, the not so new legislation, but the legislation they're trying to push through on so-called voting rights, uh, which John Lewis. Uh, yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which really federalizes. Uh, they want to federalize the voting system. So it's not that your city or your state can be in control of how you vote, right. uh, but the federal government. As, is in charge of how you vote for your local mayor or a district attorney or something like that. That's well, that's also scary. I it's think. directly against the Constitution because the Constitution specifically lays out that it's the legislat- legislators of the states that have that have the uh, responsibility for overseeing voter laws. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. they, I would hope, you know. Uh, all uh, recent news regarding Sotomayor were uh, aside. I would hope that the Supreme Court would stop that type of thing. But, you know, I've been getting, I've only said this once on uh, a show a uh, couple episodes ago maybe, but I really am looking at this more as, you know, all these individual issues are kind of like chess pieces on a chessboard. And mm. People have to look at it that way because it's not just like, you know, if they do all these issues and they, and they consider all these issues in isolation of other issues, they really get the wrong impression. Then they fight the battle of racism or they fight the battle of uh, what school curriculum. But if you take a, a step back and realize that all these things are chess pieces on the chessboard, the, ob- the objective of the game or the considered win on the part of the, the fascist leftists that are in power, is to destroy America and and really reset, you know, the Great Reset as it's termed, and right. turn us into a communist-style, communist-led New World Order. You, yep. you agree with yep. that thought? Yeah, I can see that because it's shaping up to where the elites are being positioned to control everything. Um, I think uh, COVID-19 was... Uh, a benefit to a certain group of people, you know. Um, small businesses were shut down, um, but the large WalMarts and Amazons of the world, they thrived, you know. Um, and if, God forbid, something else happens like that again, it, it, it would also uh, uh, expedite a more globalist perspective way, way of life. Is, is I think that's I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's going to make the rich yeah. richer and the poor poor. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. W- without a doubt, the elites, the elites basically, uh, you know, I think it's gone beyond just the disdain for American values and Christianity, Judeo-Christian values. Yeah, I, I think it's you know it's literally we want to get rid of half the population, and we want to go in the direction of, uh, you know. Um, creating this new world order and us being the elites and the hell with the rest of the population. Yeah, um, that's that's a very real thing. I mean, Bill Gates is the center of a lot of conspiracy theories. Maybe maybe not all of them are <laughs> conspiratorial. Yeah. Uh, but one thing he did, and you look it up on a TED Talk, where he gave this speech about the world is overpopulated yeah. and it needs to be reduced for 
the um, uh, overall benefit of, of Mother Earth. And when he gave his, this speech, he had a bunch of malaria bugs uh, in some kind of uh, glass container. And he was saying how it needs to be a uh, cleansing of, of the earth, so to speak, and, yeah. and that may come from disease yeah. carried by these, these bugs. And he was saying how these bugs were, were infected with malaria. And people were laughing in the room like he was joking. And he sort of laughed, too. But I'm like, was he really? <laughs> well, you <laughs> was know, he really you, joking. I don't know. When you take that speech and you tie it mm -hmm. to the speech he gave to the CIA in 2005, a presentation, right? he mm -hmm. was he was talking about using what? Guess what, folks? Vaccines. That's right. To reduce the aggression of Middle Eastern men. And, and that's why when he, go, when he goes to African countries, people run. Yeah. They want nothing to do with him or anything yeah. affiliated with him. They run because they've seen the after effects of his uh, medicine, of his goodwill, yeah. and they don't want any, any part of it. Well, one thing we can do in addition to, um, you know, standing up and just not tolerating this stuff and finally standing up and saying no, is we can also, you know, Two things. We can vote with our feet. A lot of people are doing that. They're leaving these sure. states and cities. But we can also control where our dollars go. And, you know, uh, one thing that came out today or uh, recently, I guess, was the uh, the Walmart CEO and his discussion with Hunter Biden. And that kind of tells you uh, everything you need to know about Walmart, you know. And like no, you, I, I, I missed that. You had to educate me on that one. I missed that one. Walmart CEO was talking to Hunter Biden. Yeah. Was selling my new laptop or? <laughs> yeah. The conversation just shows that the ideology is the same, you know, and what a mm. scuzzball to be associating with, you know. So think about where you want your money to go, uh, <laughs> right? Hunter Biden art. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of, I think that's almost selling like a, you know, like the John Wayne Gacy art. It's kind of the same thing, right? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> one, uh, one attacked little boys and the other attacked little girls, I think. Um, sick. Very much. Well, Jim, thank you for being here. We'll definitely have you back. I'd like to keep up on what you're doing, folks. I highly recommend that you go to jimstroud.com and check check out uh, Jim. He's got He's got great thoughts, insight. Uh, episodes for you to hear and watch. So please do that. Jim, thanks again, and we'll see you back soon, hopefully. Thank you. Bet. Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927.
Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. Hey, welcome back. It's always a pleasure talking with Jim. He's, like I said, in the in the open of that segment, he's uh, he's got a great website. Check it out, jimstroud.com. Um, his blogs are, are excellent. It's a pleasure having him on. Uh, so I want to turn a little bit and talk a little bit about what's going on now. Uh, racism is uh, being used. The races are being used. The race relationship are being is being used uh, in our country to divide us further. That's the real mission of the fascist left. Uh, you know, the Nazis had had the Jews and the fascist left. Well, they have everything Judeo-Christian. They have uh, using the race they have, using the classes, uh, basically using anything they can to pit us against each other. And that's why I think it's so particularly important to remember people like Martin Luther King Jr., uh, you know, a, a man who who got it, a man who, you know, famously said uh, that he dreams of a day where people are judged by the content of their character. Well, the fascist left has tried everything they can to destroy that type of narrative. And now we see people who are race baiters and haters, like Louis Farrakhan, uh, you know, um, Sharpton and others. Uh, I, I, I shudder to think uh, that they went out in the end. I don't think they will. I think that all of us are, are finally getting to the point where maybe we've had enough and we're fighting back. So I think we just need to also echo the uh, Reverend Dr. King and say, you know, that violence is not the answer and that pursuing change or the preservation of our country uh, through peaceful means is the way to do it. Now, I wanted to turn to uh, Ronald Boyd, who's a TPR contributor and historian, and he has a segment he's going to do. We need to remember, too, that of the two parties, and if you've watched my show, you know that I am not particularly loyal to the Republicans either. Uh, I think that both the rhinos and the Democrats are working together basically in a uniparty, and it's all about power and wealth. That's my personal opinion. Um, you can tell me otherwise by commenting or, or sending me an email, whatever. But, you know, I think that that's the truth, and I think that um, we need more leaders and my hope is that 2022 brings in more leaders with common sense and those that are willing to preserve the most successful uh, nation in history. And the other thing we need to stop doing is talking about democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. All democracies in history turn into basically uh, uh, countries controlled by despots, and that has been shown over and over again. So, uh, Again, if you don't know the difference, I'm not going to spend time right now going into that, but we, we are a republic. We need to preserve that. Anyway, so I'm going to uh, turn it over to a segment that 
uh, Ronald Boyd has given us. And we'll take a look back at a person who was instrumental in this journey that we have in individual liberty and individual equality. Equity, remember, is impossible. Everybody cannot get the same. Everybody uh, has individual talents and uh, has individual the individual freedom to make the most out of themselves and to and to realize the American dream. We need to stop creating safe spaces. We need to stop uh, pointing the finger and blaming others. We need individual accountability to go right along with individual liberty. And uh, I think that's of critical importance. So I'm going to go to this uh, segment and be right back after this. Hello, Patriots. Today I'd like to talk to you about Frederick Douglass. He was born in 1817 or 1818 in Maryland into slavery. He was separated from his mother at an early age, which was typical of most slave families at the time. He lived 12 miles away in a different plantation and he rarely got to see his mother. He learned the alphabet and how to read and write basic sentences from his master's wife. His master actually objected to him learning how to read and write because he was fearful that he would lose him. Because once he gained the understanding or basic knowledge, he could possibly argue for his freedom. He fell in love with Anne Murray, a free black woman, and they ran off together to New York where they got married. And he was relatively free even though he was a, a fugitive while they were in New York, but they eventually settled in Massachusetts. He relied on Anne Murray for income because his oratory wasn't really paying the bills at the time. However, he has gone down in American history as one of America's greatest orators and writers. And this kind of demonstrates a parallel life with Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. also has gone down in American history as one of our greatest orators and writers. They didn't live under a similar system. After all, Frederick Douglass was a slave, but Martin Luther King Jr. actually lived under segregation and Jim Crow, which left many blacks relatively poor. And they were also denied their right to vote, even though there were constitutional amendments granting free slaves as citizens of the United States and also earning the right to vote. But they were denied these rights because the southern states actually found ways around the Constitution, such as poll taxes, literacy tests, uh, you name it. So blacks were living what they would call separate but equal lives. And we all know that that's not the case. Frederick Douglass actually at one time thought that the Constitution was a racist instrument and it was pro-slavery. However, over time, after careful deliberation, he gained a new understanding and he realized 
that that wasn't the case. The Constitution was actually an anti-slavery document. And to prove this, he argued the three-fifths law or uh, three-fifths provision in the Constitution. And most people would probably argue, well, yes, this is pro-slavery. I mean, after all, you're, you're counting blacks as three-fifths of a person. How is that anti-slavery? And this is what Frederick Douglass would argue, that the three-fifths clause actually was anti-slavery because of representation. See, if a black man or a slave was actually counted as a whole person, the slave states, such as South Carolina, would have more representation as a result because this is where representation comes from, is how large of a, of a uh, population a state has. So the larger the population, the more represents, repres uh, representatives you have. So if you counted a slave as a whole person, South Carolina and other slave states would have more representation and as a result slavery would not have been abolished in 1865 it might actually take longer and you never know the Civil War may have never occurred so the fact that you have this this the three-fifths clause it's actually limited the representation for the slave states and actually maybe allowed for the abolition of slavery at an earlier date and this is what he argued and quite frankly we could actually argue that Frederick Douglass uh, epitomizes Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream someone who was not judged by the color of his skin but by the content of his character thank you and i'll see you next time some good some good information good learning lesson there from ronald boyd who uh, is on occasionally with some gems and a historical perspective that's very much appreciated uh so Keep tuning in for more from him. Uh, I would just like to say in follow-up to that, that the Republican Party was founded for the, the abolition of slavery, has always been the party that uh, has take the, taken up and championed uh, causes for uh, equality for all races and continues to be the party that does so, uh, as opposed to the Democrats, who of course were the party of Jim Crow, and Biden may go down to Georgia, just like the devil, and say that the uh, that basically trying to claim that Lincoln is his president, that the Democratic Party is somehow similar to the the philosophy of Abraham Lincoln as to what they promote, which is of course a big lie. Uh, but we're used to lies coming from the squatter and thief. Uh, anyway, the party party of Jim Crow the party of Japanese internment, the party that this very day, at least two states are trying to push through uh, what, what amount to concentration camps for the unvaccinated, fascism, in other words. They're the party of slavery. They're the party of the KKK. Uh, 
They're the party that defeated Eisenhower's 1950s legislation to uh, provide civil rights. They're the party who included Al Gore's father, who voted against the 1964 Civil Rights Bill, and so on. So the party hasn't changed the the line that the party switched places somehow on this whole thing is a blatant lie and misrepresentation of what actually happened. Uh, so I think we have to remember those things. And at the same time, we have to hold uh, our representatives uh, to a higher standard. Some of them are finally coming out and doing something about all this stuff that's happening across the country. But the rhinos need to go. If you can't put America first, if you can't put everybody on the, the same playing field, the same uh, opportunities and individual liberties and freedom, you don't belong, period. So with that, I would like to, to uh, just talk a little bit about the uh, evangelist Elvita King, who, who joined me earlier in the week. It was a great honor. Uh, she is someone who I've followed for for a long time. She is someone who, like her father and her uncle, uh, have it right. Now, she is focusing largely on uh, life right now and very pro-life, which is, uh, of course, critically important as well. As anybody who knows history knows that uh, the, the, the whole Planned Parenthood uh, thing, the, plan point, the reason Planned Parenthood was founded in the words of uh, Hillary Clinton's hero, Margaret Sanger, uh, was to basically reduce the population of blacks. And she said that herself. So uh, Alveda is focused on that issue, and rightfully so. Uh, it was an honor to talk with her, and you're going to see her interview right now, and then we'll just have a few closing thoughts. I'd like to welcome to the show now a very special guest, evangelist Alvita King, also the founder of Speak for Life. Alvita, I am very honored. I've followed you for a long time and well before I started doing my own show. So it is a privilege and an honor to have you on. Well, hi, Jeff, and thank you so much. It's an honor to join you as well. And hello to all of your audiences. Thank you so much. Now, I know you are, you are always active and you're always doing uh, a lot of great work. And I do have your websites available that I'm going to show in a little bit, but what is your, I'm just curious, what is your main drive? What is your main message given everything that's going on today in our country and around the world? What would you like to focus on in 2022? I was brought up in a legacy called the King Family Legacy. So I was born on January 22nd, 1951. So for 71 years, I've been taught to love people, to forgive, repent. I was brought up by preachers, obviously. So today I am a Christian evangelist, along with many gifts and talents that God has given me. So for 2022, since I had COVID in October of 2020, 
21, my perspective shifted to being glad that I am alive and having the opportunity to serve others. So a life of service. Now I have many gifts and talents and I'm very grateful for those. You know, we'll say everybody gets a gift from God and many of us get several gifts, but whatever we have, we need to use it to serve humanity. So I do that and you can't expect another book from me, maybe a new stage play, telling everybody why life and human dignity are important from the womb to the tomb. And that's why I refer people to speakforlife.org. That's my pro-life website and then alvedaking.com. So I believe that we can be kind to each other. My uncle, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr said that we must learn to live together as brothers and I will add as sisters or perish together as fools. He didn't say separate races or anything like that. We're one human race, regardless of skin color. We yes. should see skin color because of ethnicity, but we should work with each other because we are human beings. So this is that's absolutely wonderful and very, very true and appreciated. And this episode will air the day before um, the day set for observance of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But I, wa I wanted to take just a few minutes to also honor your father, Alfred Daniel King, who, who fought the fight and uh, maybe doesn't get as, as much praise as he should. And I, I would just like to uh, get your thoughts on, on recognizing him and what you remember, what his, what his comments or thoughts about today would be. If my dad, Reverend A.D. King, if he was here today, he would say, that's okay. I'm not doing this for praise anyway, and he'd be okay. He wasn't as known as his famous brother, Martin Luther King Jr., but they were preachers together while they were on earth. They were civil rights leaders together. They were fathers and husbands, so they had that kind of life, and they were very, very, very close. Dad was a great civil rights leader as well and an organizer. He had a very beautiful gift for organizing. So I believe that if he were here or if my uncle were here, Martin Luther King Jr. or my granddaddy, Daddy King, or all the men and women in the King family legacy who have gone on before me, they would encourage us to be kind to be generous with our gifts and talents and to learn how to have God as a father. God is our creator. Everybody can say God is my creator. Everybody can say that. However, for God to be our father, we have to accept the sonship and lordship of his son, Jesus Christ. So because they were Christian ministers, I believe that they would invite us to do that as well. I think that's a beautiful thought. One thing I noticed though, is people, they talk about, you know, putting it in God's hands and stuff, and they, they don't seem to realize that that doesn't mean that they don't have to take some actions themselves. And I, I wonder what uh, what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would say about critical race theory and the left trying to change him, um, you know, in retrospect. Well, you know, there's a saying, faith without works is dead. And I'm at an organization, America First Policy Institute, where I am the chairman of the Center for the American Dream. And uh, our leader says that we are a think and do tank. So my mm -hmm. uncle would ask us to do that as well. But he would actually, Acts 1726, there's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. 
that says that one day he has a dream that there will be no black race, no white race. And uh, just he wanted us to be focused in God, you see. Yes. So he said there'll be no black power, no white power, only God power and human power. Acts 17, 26 says the one blood God made all people. Now, critical race theory says this. Charles Darwin, who believe in evolution rather than creation, and other uh, philosophers at that time were trying to advance what's called a, a superior race, the Aryan race. And so he thought that one race of humans was more superior to another race when that's only one race of one right. blood God made all people. So there's one human race, not different races. Right. That's a he understood that. Martin Luther King understood that. Yeah, that's one thing that I, I have said all along in my show is there is only one race and we need to remember that. And I read mm -hmm. that in one of your recent uh, recent articles as well. Mm -hmm. um, I know your time is in demand and, and I really have appreciated having you on for this short while, but what what do you think is the key for our country specifically going forward to to really come back to God. And actually, when you say that, I have a book, America Returned to God. There are several books over at alvedaking.com, in fact. However, to come back to God, we have to look at ourselves, examine our own hearts, see where we are, see what is driving us, and repent, actually, of our sins. And once we do that and receive the forgiveness from God, then we forgive others. That's how we learn to treat each other as brothers and sisters. That's how we don't perish together as fools. So in coming back to God, it, 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 take a look at our own hearts, our own lives, and repent for our wrongs, our sins, and then forgive others and move ahead. And you know, I tell people all the time lately, I, I'm working on being kind. I have a show on Fox Nation, Alveda King's House, and I work very hard to be kind. Now, people will say, well, be nice. Well, the Bible doesn't say be ye nice to one another. It says be kind to one another. So we repent and we begin to try to treat people the way we want to be treated. And as we begin to do that, and we can do it one by one, and, and with things like COVID and the race riots, and you know, you've got natural disasters with the weather as well. But I, during the height of COVID, and I had COVID, as I say myself, and once I came out of COVID, I had a different perspective on life. Glad to be here 71 years, you see, and working mm -hmm. on 72 now. So I'm excited about what's ahead. But I say, God, what in the world? And God showed me that we should fear not. Do not fight each other. For instance, did you get the shot? Did you not get the shot? Why did you get it? Why didn't you get, you know, and people begin to escalate and fight or right. fight over skin color. But fear not, don't fight each other, fight to live. So do and in you, order to do that, we have to be kind to each other. We really do. Yeah, so your definition of being kind, would, would that include though, um, you know, trying to bring people along if they, let's just talk about the people, for instance, who really do believe with all their heart that CRT is actually truth. Um, is is being kind, does that include trying to reach them and, uh, or do you consider that? No, what is being kind? CRT 
tell the people the truth. What is CRT? I don't agree with not teaching CRT. Mm-hmm. I say teach the truth about CRT. Gotcha. CRT was created by Marxist socialists who thought that there was a superior human race, and there yeah. is not. That needs to be taught, and it is always kind to teach the truth. That's what I was getting at. Um, mm-hmm. So I know you got to run. I really appreciate it. Could I ask one more thing? And that is that you close our time together with a prayer. I sure will. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, Lord, people just need the Lord. That's not just a song. That's the truth. So in the days ahead, help us to know that we don't have to fight each other. We really can learn to live together as brothers and sisters and not perish together as fools. We'd like to have you, Father God, as our Father. And to do that, we have to accept the sonship and lordship of your Son, Jesus Christ. In the days ahead, Father, let light shine, even if they're little lights or big lights, in the darkness. We thank you for an opportunity to hear truth, receive it, and to remember that faith without works is dead. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a privilege. I hope to talk with you more. And uh, I wish you health, happiness, peace, love, and of course, God's blessings. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So that was a real joy. Elvita, thank you. Uh, Jim, thank you. Ronald, thank you very much for contributing to this show. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, A great prayer. And I hope that... uh, All of us take on seriously our responsibility as citizens of the United States to leave our legacy, and that legacy being to preserve the freedoms that this country offers. If those freedoms in this country, in its political system, its republic, the republic and our constitution uh, go by the wayside, then the entire world is lost. As Reagan said, there will be no beacon of hope. There will be no place of freedom. So please think about that. Please speak the truth. Uh, Please enjoy honoring Martin Luther King and frankly, everyone who looks at humanity and sees equals and individual liberty given to them by God. We'll see you next time.